the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So I spent a fair amount of time yesterday on a story from The Intercept, which uh, I'm kind of frankly surprised The Intercept wrote it, because Glenn Greenwald, who I have a lot of respect for as a journalist, but I don't share a lot of his uh, social uh, viewpoints, but he is a journalist who's committed to an independent press, an adversarial press. That doesn't mean a press that's against everything the country does. It means that's a press that holds the government accountable for the things that it does. The press serves as a watchdog for the people. When the press becomes a cheerleader for the government, or worse, when the press becomes an adjunct of the government and does what the government wants done, well, then by definition, it's not doing what it's supposed to do, which is serve the interests of the people. So Glenn Greenwald was among those who started The Intercept But he left The Intercept because The Intercept wouldn't cover the government as tough as Glenn Greenwald thought it needed to be covered. Well, on this case, The Intercept has done good work finding out that and exposing that. The Department of Homeland Security has used the Patriot Act, which we were all for the Patriot Act, never, ever thinking that our government would turn the Patriot Act against patriots, against people who have Opinions that differ from the approved opinion of the U.S. government. The approved opinion of the U.S. government on what, Bruce? Well, on COVID primarily. But then, you know, the government got so um, successful and excited about, hey, this is pretty cool. We can silence people who oppose vaccine mandates, mask mandates. We can get big tech to take people off their social media platforms who question our order to get the vaccine, to get a booster, to wear a mask, to socially distance, to shut their businesses down. We kind of like it here in government without the people questioning what we do. We kind of like it doing what we do without any accountability. So they expanded it and it became an effort to silence questions, which the government views as dissent. Questions aren't dissent. Questions are questions. The government decided, you know what, if we expanded that to the source of the virus, if anybody says that it didn't come from a wet market, we'll quash them. Kind of tired of criticism over the Afghan withdrawal. Maybe we could, like, apply these same principles to the Afghan withdrawal. And, you know, for their own good, the American people really need to embrace racial justice. So anybody who speaks out against that, we're going to silence them on that, too. So The Intercept exposed all this. And we have a government, FBI, CIA, Department of Homeland Security, executive branch, that is actively engaging in a cozy relationship via communication, regular meetings, email portals, private 
messaging, where the government tells big tech what to censor, and big tech says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So this was a topic uh, talked about last night on Tucker Carlson with Lee Fang, the author of this investigative report in The Intercept. The administration is working with the tech companies to censor people. Yeah, that's right. You know, Tucker, uh, we looked at really hundreds of documents that paint a vivid picture of the FBI, the DHS, closely collaborating with the top social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook, to censor uh, various forms of content under the banner of fighting disinformation. And the story shows a couple of things. One, it shows what you just mentioned, a very cozy relationship between the government and these tech giants. Um, There's those monthly meetings that you just mentioned, uh, but also just very cozy emails and and texts. Um, Not a very adversarial relationship. You know, we looked at one text where Microsoft executive texts Uh, Jen Easterly, the top disinfo um, director at DHS appointed by Biden, basically saying the government needs to get, the private sector needs to get more comfortable with the government. Um, They're closely collaborating on reports talking about the expanded role for DHS in censoring a really broad uh, collection of of topic areas, of, of, of policy and political topics. And, you know, just broadly speaking, uh, the story also just looks at the mission creep of DHS. This, this is an agency that was founded in the aftermath of 9-11 to combat foreign terror threats of al-Qaeda and the like. Um, but over the last five years, it's kind of uh, evolved in its mission. It's moved towards fighting disinfo, and their justification is, you know, uh, disinformation radicalizes uh, the homeland. It can lead to disruptions in public health or in political violence. Um, so they, they, yeah. they have a justification. We have these documents, and, and they're pushing forward uh, with this broad uh, censorship agenda. They are pushing forward with it, and one way to stop them pushing forward with it is to toss the Democrats out of control and give oversight, investigative power, to House subcommittees and Senate subcommittees. Would you like to see Jim Jordan as head of the House Judiciary Committee questioning people from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Department of Homeland Security. Would you like to see Alejandro Mayorkas, the guy who says the border is secure, the guy who said that the uh, border control agents were ripping, uh, excuse me, uh, whipping migrants with the reins that they use to control their horses? Would you like to see Alejandro Mayorkas be made to answer for trying to create the disinformation board with the uh, Mary Poppins singing whack job, Nina Jankowitz, I would like to see that. If you'd like to see that, give House control and Senate control to Republicans. Now, one of the things that Joe Biden keeps talking about, by the way, I noticed today gas is up to 389. I thought gas was going down. I was worried about gas going down before the midterms. I think I can stop worrying about that. Gas was up at 389 at my Sankus Old State Road gas station. So I guess we've run out of the 2 million or how many barrels of days released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves to play funny business with gas prices. It jumped 50 cents oh. in Newark. Yeah, 339 to 389 in one day. Joe Biden will have you believe that this is because the oil companies are evil and the oil companies are raking in record profits and something must be done about the oil companies. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. I have no problem with corporations turning a fair profit or getting a return on their investment in innovation. But this is remotely what's happening. 
Well, let's talk about some exorbitant profits, shall we? Story from the Daily Caller today. Pfizer reported revenue of more than $22 billion during quarter three of 2022 on its earnings call Tuesday. That That's not 2021 when everybody was racing out to get vaccines. That's 2022. That's, let's see, that the third quarter would be uh, September, August, July. Okay, July, August, September. The impressive revenue totals were driven largely by the coronavirus-related products, many of which were purchased directly by the United States and other national governments. Quarter three continued a string of strong, sometimes record-setting financial performances for the pharmaceutical giant during the COVID-19 pandemic. One-third of the $22 billion Pfizer made in the third quarter. So they made $22 billion in the third quarter. What do you think they made in the first and second quarter? I was about to ask, yeah. yeah. It's not 10 bucks. okay? They did fine. <laughs> One-third of their third quarter revenue came from the antiviral pill Paxlovid. Imagine that. Paxlovid is the great COVID cure, right? Take a pill, boom, COVID's gone. Paxlovid is given in a five-day course to patients quickly after the onset of COVID-19. Governments, Germany, Mexico, the Global Fund, United States, made sizable acquisitions of the drug during Q3. Because you have to, because if you're going to tell everybody that COVID's going to explode again in the wintertime, and it does explode in the wintertime, and people die, they're going to go, well, why didn't you stock up on Paxlovid? So they've got to buy it. So they buy it. However, stop me if you've heard this before, a miracle drug that eh, may not work miracles. Paxlovid has come under scrutiny from some medical experts due to the frequency of rebound cases in which a patient will test negative for COVID-19 after completing their course of treatment with the oral pill only to test positive and experience symptoms again Puts it on pause. in coming days. Gee, who's that happened to? Oh, I don't know. Joe Biden, Jill Biden. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. We bought a bunch of vaccines that didn't stop it. Now we're buying a bunch of therapeutics that don't stop it, except for five days. And Pfizer's raking in the cash, but it's the oil companies who lost billions during the pandemic who are evil. So I want to speed through this final segment because I want to get to a couple of things. Number one, on the topic of DHS investigating you, me, trying to quash speech out there and violate the Constitution by getting big tech to do it for them. The Intercept story says that this is all supposed to be prohibited, of course, by the Constitution, but also by what happened. in When's the other close brush we had with the executive branch targeting people in the country? Nixon's enemies list, right? Nixon, Republican, whacked out, paranoid, thought he was going to lose the election to George McGovern, which he wasn't. So we had the Privacy Act of 1974 that was put into law to double down on constitutional protections for free speech. The Privacy Act, however, maintains exemptions for information collected for the purposes of a criminal or law enforcement investigation. So that's how DHS can use it. They can say, oh, it's a criminal investigation. Misinformation is criminal. Extremism. Crazy wacko. Horn-wearing Republicans storming the Bastille. Uh, The first FBI official who The Intercept interviewed in 2020 amid the George Floyd riots 
lamented the drift toward warrantless monitoring of Americans, saying, man, I don't even know what's legal anymore. That's because everything's legal. They can use extremism as their blanket to justify everything. But like everything government touches, they're inept at it. For instance, during the 2020 election, the Intercept reports, (laughs) the Department of Homeland Security, in an email to an official at Twitter, forwarded information about a potential threat to critical U.S. infrastructure. The Twitter user in question had 56 followers. 56. I have over 17,000, okay? Like somebody who has 56 followers, first of all, it's probably a bot on Twitter. Probably not even a real person. And the account was labeled as a parody account with all kinds of stuff about, hey, send me where I can go buy weed and all this. They were worried about this person is an extremist. 56 followers. They wasted their time on that. So, like everything they do, they do it poorly. But the fact that they're doing it at all is where the danger lies. And if you elect more Democrats, you're going to get more of this. You're going to get more people who blatantly, openly, unrepentantly lie to you. Tim Ryan fits that bill. He's got a 20-year record in Congress. And... He stood, sat, appeared before a room full of people yesterday in the short north at a Fox Town Hall, and he lied again about his record. He lied. He said, "He said we need to codify Roe versus Wade into law because it eliminates third trimester. I'm opposed to third trimester abortion, so if we put Roe versus Wade into law, that problem will go away. Did we have third trimester abortions, late-term abortions, unchecked abortions in the last Five years before Roe was overturned? We did. So it obviously didn't preclude it. So he's saying put Roe versus Wade back into law and it'll take care of that issue. No, it won't take care of that issue. It won't take care of that issue at all. He said that a Capitol Police officer was killed in the January 6th riots. The crowd was like, boo, boo, they're informed. And he just was like, oh, they caught me. Oh, well, come on now. We can all be nice. Don't be, be, I'll be happy to have a conversation with you. You're wrong. You lied. What conversation? There's no conversation. You want to start the conversation with, I was wrong. I exaggerated. No police officers were killed in the January 6th riot. That's not a conversation. That's an apology. Has he ever made one? Did he make one last night? Sorry, I was wrong. No, those three words never passed from his lips. I was wrong. Somebody from Portsmouth stepped to the microphone last night, asked Tim Ryan about the border. Um, But yet you voted against funding for border security. You voted against funding for the border wall. You voted against funding for drug enforcement. And you called for defunding ICE. Why? I absolutely never called for defunding ICE. Not one time. He signed a pledge in 2019 to defund ICE. He signed a pledge in 2019, three years ago. Defund ICE. To end ICE detainers. You get a guy coming across the border illegally, you detain him? No, Tim Ryan's not for that. And he wanted to decrease immigrant detention by 75%. 75%. These are policy. His signature's on it. His statements are made. They're in the record. They're in the congressional record. What kind of pathological loser do you have to be to sit in a room and lie to people counting on their stupidity or their lack of information 
to not catch you in your lie. Look, you want to advocate for defunding ICE and ending ICE detainers and decreasing immigrant detentions by 75%, your prerogative. You got elected to office. Okay, fine. You think the people of the Mahoning Valley are like that? Okay, fine. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me your position. Explain your position. Win me to your side. Win me to your side. That's what being in politics is all about. You're going to go to Washington, D.C. You're going to represent the people of the state of Ohio. You're presumably going to represent their views and values, although I don't think you represent the views and values of the Mahoning Valley at all. You certainly don't represent the views and values of rural Ohio. But you're fine to disagree. But but explain your policy. You voted for it. What do you have? No courage of your convictions? None at all? You're incapable of arguing your point? You just want to lie to people? I don't have enough time to pay, play you the whole abortion exchange, but the abortion exchange last night was just just utterly, utter nonsense from Tim Ryan. Just absolute, utter nonsense. I want to turn to another issue that comes up a lot in this race, uh, your ads, your supporters' ads about the issue of abortion. Uh, in Ohio, abortion is banned after 22 weeks. I've asked you on special report before, what is your limit? I believe if it's later in the term that there should not be an abortion unless there is a medical emergency. Like, it's, at that point, you know, people are, they have a nursery. They have binkies. They have blankets. They have names picked out. They're ready to have a party. If it happens late in term, that's tragedy. It's absolute tragedy. And so I don't think we should have abortions later in the term unless there's a medical emergency. And what's happening now in Ohio, Brett, is sad because we see a, a, posi- a story or two every single week of people, women, who are in this tragic situation. Their life becomes at risk. Lie. They have to go to Illinois. Now, J.D. Vance wants a national abortion ban. And these, he wouldn't be happy with these people going to Illinois. He wants them to have to get a passport and go to Canada. He called rape inconvenient. This is after 15 weeks is what he's talked about. We're yeah, going to well, ask after, all these questions. After 15 weeks. So what's your number? What's the, what you say you don't want it afterwards. I, I, is think, there a I think we go back to Roe v. Wade. Which, Ro- Roe v. Wade was in the third term. In the third term of Roe, in the third term of Roe v. Wade, you could only do it if there was some kind of medical emergency. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a flat-out so lie. Mm-hmm. If he's against late-term abortion, why does he oppose Ohio law, which he said he does oppose it, at an abortion ban after 22 weeks? After 22 weeks, would eliminate late-term abortion. He says out of one side of his mouth he wants no late-term abortions. Out of the other side of his mouth, he says he disagrees with the policy. He is two-faced lying Tim Ryan, and he does not deserve your vote in the Senate election. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.